Welcome to episode 16 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, what's happening? Not much, man. I'm just getting ready for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Big Super Bowl weekend. Who gives a crap? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't care. I don't even know who's oh, in it. I know the New England I Patriots are in it. Because I have to watch it with my father-in-law, and he's a Pats fan. I, who are they playing? They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. But um, the Patriots are, uh, are Trump's team. <laughs> they are Trump's team. They're Donald Trump's team. <laughs> Let's see. The owner, Robert Kraft. Yeah. The quarterback, Tommy Brady. Yeah. And the coach, Bill Belichick. All friends. And supporters. Of, and supporters of, of Donald Trump. Yeah, of Donald Trump. They're all fucking assholes. <laughs> I can't believe it. So this team is Donald Trump's team as far as I'm concerned. So anybody who's rooting for them is rooting for Donald Trump. <laughs> You, you think everybody? I mean, my look, my father. I'm gonna have to. That's what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to bother him about him being a supporter of Donald Trump's team. I've been sending him text messages about how Brady and Belichick and Kraft love Donald Trump. He's been ignoring them. So, so I don't just know. ignoring that he hasn't responded at all. Yeah, well, I'm not sure he knows how to text, but um, yeah, maybe he's issue. just ignoring me. It's probably well, not I a bad idea. I, I think a little cognitive dissonance is probably uh, the only way that people can uh, justify (laughs) that they're rooting for the New England Patriots, despite the fact that their owner, coach, and quarterback are all fascist supporters. Not to put too fine of a point on it. And then they're playing. It's like red team against red state team. I mean, Georgia is a red state, man, other than John Lewis. Bunch Atlanta's of troglodytes down there. Atlanta's a blue city, man. Multicultural. I, I, it's got it all. I'm not. Atlanta. I'm not. I'm not I'm rooting down. for any. I'm not, I don't even want to watch this crap. Well, I mean, I don't give a shit either way. Except I don't want to see the Patriots win. Is that wrong? No. I mean, I, you know, from the get go, I didn't want to see the Patriots win. I don't no, even want to see, see it. The Patriots right. Win. I never want to see any Boston sports team win. Let's just put it out there. All right. And I know my. I know my aunt Joy is going to be really angry when she hears this, <laughs> and I'm sorry. But I'm sorry, not sorry, Aunt Joy. You're, <laughs> but I'm not sorry. We're wishing you no joy, Aunt Joy. That's un- well, we're wishing her some, just not in regard to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so you think, do you think, like, so you think like Trump supporters in the middle of the country are going to be rooting for the, the Pats because... No, they're too fucking stupid to see the links. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Did I say that out loud? Oh, my God. They're bubble. Yeah, they're in their bubble, and they're rooting for, you know, whatever team they root for. All right. Uh, I mean, look, you know, the New England Patriots are an elite East Coast team anyway. Right. They're, they're among the elitists. I guess. But, but, but to me, this is the equivalent of the 1971 Ali Frazier-Madison Square Garden fight, the first oh, time they fought. That's interesting. Let me hear about that. Because Ali, obviously, was the militant black dude who was a Muslim <laughs> right. who scared, who was a draft There's no Muslim they, team in the Super Bowl now, though. No, they're, uh, no because they've been banned from entering the country. <laughs> when Muhammad Ali, Jeez. conscientious objector, didn't go to fight in Vietnam, right. got stripped of his title, they earned the hatred of the establishment, 
So he was the anti-establishment fighter. So by so de facto, Frazier became the fighter of the establishment. So so Frazier's the Frazier's the the New England Patriots in this one. In this one, yeah. You know, Although, I'm so, go ahead. He probably he probably didn't do anything to earn that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about you know the New Jersey Generals versus Ooh. the L.A. Express of the old USFL. Donald Trump owned the Jersey Generals. That's right. And destroyed the entire USFL as a result. Well, that was his plan. He wanted to destroy the USFL. He had no particular commitment, even though he was an owner in the league. And I guess an original owner in the league. Although maybe he bought it from someone else. No, he wasn't an original owner. He was not. But he bought the the Jersey Generals. And the idea was to destroy the league and then sell the Generals... Um, or or had the generals absorbed into the NFL, in which he would make huge amounts of money. I, it, it, it was never going to happen. It was a total fantasy, and he, you know, he I, just... I'm seeing I'm seeing a few parallels here. <laughs> so, based on his fantasy, he was willing to destroy an entire system. Well, in order for in order for him to benefit personally. Well, he basically screwed other rich guys, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, that um, should give pause to anyone, <laughs> because speaking, the USFL, yeah. in his own words, in Trump's own words, was small potatoes. <laughs> but wait, so, you, you said fantasy, and, and yeah. I, I, we got to talk about fantasy here for a second. Yes. What was with Kellyanne Conway and the Bowling Green <laughs> Massacre? Uh, the imaginary Bowling Green Massacre that she talked about? Je suis Bowling Green. Stand yeah. with Bowling Green. I mean, yeah, this... we, we need to ban Muslims from this country because of the Bowling Green Massacre, <laughs> which never fucking happened. There was no Bowling Green Massacre. There was no Bowling Green Massacre. I stand Never with happened. Bowling Green. I stand with I think the people. All Bowling. Americans do. All Americans stand in solidarity with Bowling Green. I think Green, we should Kentucky. lower the flags at half staff in, for Bowling Green. <laughs> yeah. But wait, you know, look, I mean, it, it's. Yeah, this would, yeah. No, I just, I think that this is one other thing that is people who are prone to believe what comes out of the White House and Breitbart News and all of these outlets, the, the fact that the Bowling Green Massacre didn't happen, never happened, is, it, is totally irrelevant. irrelevant. It's irrelevant. To the 40 plus percent of Americans who are supporters of Donald Trump, either, you know, some good percentage of those people are going to believe that there was a Whatever. Bowling Green Massacre. I mean, they already support this ban. They already support this ban. That's what their master told them, so they they believe it. (laughs) Guess what? You're being fucking lied to. He's a con man, and you are being taken. You're all being fucking taken. And and that's that's another important point. I don't believe that Kellyanne Conway is that stupid. I just don't believe it. And I don't believe this whole narrative that has taken hold that— that, and it, actually, it's something that's been pushed on the right to, to kind of justify the chaos of the last two weeks that, you know, this is really just a, a matter of incompetence of people not in place in government, of people who've never been in government, not knowing what they're doing. Right. I think that there is an element of this that is part of a plan to disorient, to disrupt, to tire out the opposition while at the same time. Continuing, as you said, to feed supporters of the Trump administration stories that justify 
what they're doing. It's feeding, it's shaping, it's molding a narrative that is driving people like us completely apeshit crazy. That's but true. they have laid the ground. Steve Bannon and Kellyanne Conway have laid the, the, the ground to make this stuff believable to people. And it's not just, you know what, in thinking about it, to be honest with you, it's not just Steve Bannon and Kellyanne Conway. There's been a long, this, this has been something that's been underway uh, in, in the right in the United States for quite some time. Um, and it, it, you know, when I was a grad student, Lauren thought I was crazy because at 1130 at night, I would watch reruns of the O'Reilly factor. I mean, talk about a terrible human being. And this guy would tell his viewers that they were in the no spin zone. Yet the only thing they got was spin, spin, right? So they were mind fucking America. I think Kellyanne Conway is engaged in the same kind of thing. And she, she is. She is. Yeah. And, and, you know, you said it earlier, and I want to go back to this point because I think it's something we should talk about. They know that it's driving us fucking crazy. <laughs> right. They want it to drive. You know how happy they are that you and I are sitting here with our heads ready to explode? <laughs> exactly. They fucking love it. They if, love it. If you... If you if you read about Steve Bannon and his worldview oh and, 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 the, and the desire to destroy the system, one of the ways in which he wants to do that is, as I said, to disorient, to tire well, out, to depoliticize the opposition. Uh, and this is the way to do it. I mean, it's two weeks in. I got to get out of Washington this, this weekend. Yeah. I mean, this is like the zombie apocalypse. I, and I can't keep up with it. People can't. My, my friends here and colleagues here, they can't keep up with it. It's, it's too much. And people are going to start tuning out because they have to get on with their lives. They can't live like this. Well, you know what? Some of us are not going to be able to get on with no. our lives. And that's the stakes that's are the too difference. high. The stakes are too high. And we can't allow them to tire us out. Right. And we have that's to be, the bottom line. And, and you, you have to be smart about it. Um, we you have can't to be get tired sm- out. Can't be tired out. Can't you know jump at everything and freak exactly. out about it? Now, look, the Kelly and Conway. But we're uh, freaking out about that. Bowling Green massacre thing should just be a data point, and everybody should understand is part of their strategy. And yeah. I think that yeah, that's, that's not a big issue to focus on. That oh, she's lying and she's a liar. Of and course, so, she's so, a fucking liar. Of course, she is. This is her job. This is exactly. this is what she is supposed this to do. Is this is what no, she's being paid to do. This is no longer government as we have known it up until this point. It's an information in campaign. This is something totally different. We're in uncharted territory here. Absolutely. This is something. This is something else. This isn't government by people who are interested in protecting uh, our institutions, our, our uh, polity, our society. They are looking to destroy it from right. within. They want to, they want to re-engineer a system that they're, 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 very, they're revolutionary. They're not interested in right. the status quo or some version of it. Banning Kelly and Conway. The sooner everyone understands that, the better off we'll all that's exa- I think that that's exactly right. So it's hilarious that she talked about the Bowling Green massacre and, and so on and so forth. But it is part of a broader strategy, and we need to recognize that. So freaking right. out about and you this. You know what? You, what you just said is dead on. 
It's hilarious. We should laugh. We should laugh at her and we should laugh at them and not take it seriously and just make fun of it. Right. Because that's all it deserves. Make fun of the stupid shit and focus on on the real stuff. the important things. Right. And, you know, people like Chris Matthews, he was the one who was interviewing her when she invoked the Bowling Green Massacre. Yeah. Nice job interviewing, by the way. (laughs) Right. How about a follow-up? Like, hey, what the hell are you talking about? Because I I don't remember that. I think there 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 was a... a wise article in Slate a week or so ago about how to deal with Kellyanne Conway, that she's not a normal interview subject. So that right. you have to ask her yes or no questions and then move on. Right. You know, do you believe yes or no? And then move on. And she can say whatever. Um, but I, at, at some point, I, you have to wonder why they want her on television other than for ratings. That's the only reason, because right. all of this, as we've talked about now for 16 weeks, right. is that the media is part of the problem because they know that all of this is great for ratings. Right. People are tuning in. People are watching. People are, people are, are more involved with them than they have been in years. You know, it's and hard. it's great it's, for ratings. It's shocking that CNN has been frozen out. You know, the White House will not send any guests, any representatives of the administration to be on CNN. It's shocking. But at the same time, CNN made a killing on this campaign. They made yeah, a they killing did. by training their cameras on on on, on, on Trump's a- uh, airplane. And, and every and every word and sound he uttered, they covered like crazy. And they made a killing on it. And now and he's they turned lost on credibility. And they they absolutely. Lost- that's absolutely they lost credibility. Right. I don't watch them. I've mentioned this before. I won't watch them. Right. Uh, I, I can't stand them. And you know what? If they want to try to restore their reputation, now that they've been frozen out, well, then tell the fucking truth right. for a change. That's exactly tell right. Tell the real story. Stop Be with the equivalent. Stop with, yeah. Be journalists. Investigate shit. Right. Don't sit there when Kellyanne Conway says there was a Bowling Green massacre. Right. Don't sit there and say, uh-huh. Next question. Right. And Say, I think, I'm sorry. What was that? And I think Can much, you go back and talk about that, please? Because I'm not familiar with right. the Bowling Green. And much, you know, massacre. much to the credit of the print media, if you read the yeah. New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, Slate, Salon, um, you know, Wall Street Journal, people are calling the administration out. You know, yeah. And, and, but I do fear, I do fear that as, you know, Kellyanne Conway and Steve Bannon, they go after the press and they use kind of blunt force to go after the right. press. You know, the press is the opposition party. That they will, the press will fold because access is what's really most important to people. And so, you know, I've detected it recently. There were a couple of articles this week that sort of soft pedaled Steve Bannon's white nationalism and I had to wonder whether that was because they didn't want to get frozen out either the journalists who wrote these pieces so you know what get frozen out and start doing investigative journalism I'm with you 100% but the culture has been you know access journalism access journalism who's whispering to whom and so on and so forth and you want to be that 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 journalist who who gets that that scoop that's your I I totally get it but if you want to do actual real Journalism, then don't rely on being on the inside and get outside and fucking poke around. And as somebody said this week, follow the money. Right. Follow right. the money trail. 
No, I, I, I agree. I agree. And I think the opponents of this administration really need to take a look at what their tactics are and how they're going to approach it. There's been there was this kind of exhilarating moment of the Women's March on Washington and then yeah. the exhilarating moment of people just spontaneously descending on major airports around the country. But which now was awesome. which, it was all you were there. Uh, yeah. It was incredible. Your your Twitter feed, your Facebook posts were, yeah. were extraordinary. I went down it to was, the White House the next day. Yeah, it was awesome. It's it, like people are out there. Right. But they can't be out there every single day. And it's gonna, well, that momentum is going to until it's translated into an actual an actual strategy. And my you know, one of my fears is that people kind of and, and this has been something that's been going on for some time is that. You know, posting on Facebook and Twitter is the substitute for right. actually doing something. It's not uh, a substitute. It's though. totally not a substitute. And there's but some- I, do, I do have to say I've seen a lot of people who are posting on Facebook action items. Right. Call your representatives. Call this office. Call that office. Make it happen. Right. Right. I think that's I, and 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 that's what's been happening because. Members of Congress have been have been tweeting and they've been posting on their own Facebook pages saying, you know, keep those phone calls coming. Uh, They make a difference. Yeah. And that's what people are doing. So you're right. We can't every day go out in the streets, but you can make phone calls every day. Right. right. You can do that. It's important to call your own representative. I mean, the, the you know the, some congressman in a rural district in in Idaho is not going to give a shit if I call from right, New York City. Right, you have to call your own your own representative. You have to call That's absolutely your right. Your own rep. Everybody in whatever congressional district you live in, in whatever state right. you live in, call your senators, call your congresspeople, make your voice heard. And you know one of the reasons why I brought this up about the you know posting on social media as is yeah. it a substitute is that. One of my old and dear friends, uh, I guess it was a couple days ago, posted a, a, a picture of Kellyanne Conway on on Facebook, and mm-hmm. she posted it without comment. And I noticed that there were a lot of women, and I'm sorry to say it, there, it was all women who were making terrible comments about the way in which Kellyanne Conway looked. And I thought that this was terrible kind of hypocrisy. I mean, could you imagine if someone had posted a photo of Hillary Clinton and people were saying all kinds of terrible things about the way she looked? That well, did well, happen. Right. And well, people, people freaked out. Well, they went crazy. They went bananas. Yeah. And so my feeling talked is... About, or when people talked about Michelle Obama's arms. Right. So my feeling is, yeah. let's judge Kellyanne Conway by the content of her character not the quality dark. of her die job. Yeah. I don't give a okay. crap about the way she looks. I care right. about what she's doing to the country, and let's focus right. on she's that. She's a horrible, evil That's person. exactly right, and let's focus and on that. we should focus on that, but we shouldn't forget that she's also ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But here's the deal. But you, that doesn't you make lose, a difference. You lose a certain You're moral right. standing. When, you are absolutely right. You know, so we should know that that's in the background. Right. But that shouldn't be the force of our arguments. You're right. We should be talking about the content or lack thereof of her character. I mean, she drives me batshit crazy every single because day. She's a, 
She's an ugly person on the inside. And, and it comes out. On the inside. And, and it, it comes, comes out. out. She is, she's, she's a soulless, soulless terrible yeah. person. Yeah. But she's horrible. If, if you, could you imagine someone, you know, taking a screenshot of, of that, of what was going on in that Facebook page? And, and, and some of these women right. had, you know, the pink, the pink pussy caps that we saw so many of during the Million Women March is their, you know, is their Facebook, uh, you know, profile picture and stuff like that. What would they say? People would say this is this is this is the height of hypocrisy, and this is what's and this is something that the left has been uh, has been tagged with and has had problems with before. Look, you, there's no arguing that women are judged on their looks, right? Because you never talk about how fucking ugly any male politician is. I mean, if you look at Donald Trump, objectively speaking, he's fucking horrible to look oh, at. I can't look at that dude. Horrible. And why does he tie his tie? Down to his, like, Johnson. I mean, I, uh, I, you know, I when I was taught to tie a tie, you tie it to the top yeah. of your belt buckle, not down exactly. to your nuts. What I is mean, that? I, I don't know, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, I mean, but, we, but nobody ever says, like, look how fucking ugly that male politician is. <laughs> nobody. And maybe they should. Right. Maybe if we're going to call out how ugly Kellyanne Conway is on the outside, then we should also say, by the way, Newt Gingrich looks like the weirdest fuck I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like an overgrown leprechaun? Yeah, like a big, fat, white-haired <laughs> leprechaun. So, but, but you see how damaging so either, that is. Either, yeah, it is. So and it also dis- it's distracting. Right. It's a distraction. Right. The so stakes let's not are so focus. high here. That's right. We need to That's understand right. what the strategy is, what they're do- what the other side is doing. They came in with a plan to disorient the opposition. They are succeeding. The opposition yeah. needs to focus laser like on what is important and figure out how to oppose these things. You have to extract a pound of flesh when it comes to the the new Supreme Court nominee, Neil Gorsuch. He's going to get confirmed, but you have to oh, make yeah. it a miserable experience for them. You have to get um, you have to question the president's temperament. You have to call him out when he does things, when he says he's a populist and he's for the common man. And then he guts Dodd Frank today. Uh, the financial regulations that came in the aftermath of the financial crisis in 2008. Those are the things that we need to focus on, not Kellyanne Conway. You're absolutely right. But this is all happening in plain sight while they're, you know, distracting us with Kellyanne Conway's face. Right. And and with lies about Bowling Green massacres. It's right. Yeah. This is all this is a kleptocracy that's going on. They're stealing the country's wealth right now and they're legalizing it. Yeah, it's 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 all happening in plain sight, and we're we're too busy focused on right. the other shit to pay attention to this. I know, that's that's I think going to be a big problem if people want to maintain the momentum in opposing the president. Look, we're it's going to be campaign season again soon. It's going to be the midterms. If yep. people are tired by the time the midterms come around. The Republicans will further reinforce yeah. their lock on the House right. I think, and the Senate. I think that's exactly right. We need to turn Congress blue. Absolutely. Like that's, that's what needs to happen. There right. needs to be some check on this administration because right now there are none. This has, been, none. this has been a big problem of the Democrats, whereas the right wing in this country has been investing in local and state races and the House and bringing up a generation of 
right-wing politicians grooming them, the Democrats have been focused on the White House. Yeah. And yeah. It's, that's not going to cut it. No. The Republicans control everything in the country right now. Everything. Which is why we're fucked. <laughs> but it does give us a blueprint for our own actions. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so, so, you know, as much as those, you know, Democratic camp, you know, committee, campaign committee, whatever it's called, the DCCC phone calls asking for money when, you know, as annoying as they are, you know, 25 bucks, you know, every other time they call or every time they call can, can be helpful. It yeah. Can be and you know what else? You know what else can be helpful? Running. <laughs> No, seriously. I mean, run for, run oh, for yeah. office. Run for local office. Right. So you think whatever you gonna, job it you is, you should run. We'll have to. We have I'm to delete every trace of the Amen Corner. You no. think you could do that? No. You think I'm not you could any trace of any trace of this? You know what? Maybe six months ago, I would have said, "Yeah, we would have to delete all this." But we elected a guy president right. who we have video of saying, "Grab him by the pussy." <laughs> right. So I'm pretty sure that whatever used to apply doesn't apply anymore. Right, exactly. Exactly. Right? So it used to be like, oh, he smoked pot. He can't run for office. And then Bill Clinton was like, ah, he never really inhaled. And <laughs> right. it's like, well, he never inhaled, and that's okay. And then George and then W. Got, Bush got busted for DW, DUI. Right. That was exactly. right. And he went AWOL when he was in the so, Texas Air National Guard. Exactly. And Obama did drugs when he was in college. And you know what? All of a sudden, that taboo was lifted. So well, the, the taboo of electing that, a black man was lifted. Right. But I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, if somebody goes, if somebody, if I'm running for something and somebody goes to my profile and says, oh, he's got this podcast where he uses the F word quite a bit and that makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Then don't fucking vote for me. All right. (laughs) All right. So what are you running for? What are you running for? Is there like a dog catcher in New York City? Like, I don't know. Do they have that? Like, I'm I'm running for president. I'm I'm throwing my hat in the ring right now for 2020. You got to start local. You got to start. Oh over. right! Oh right! All right! Uh, you think America will be ready for a Jew as president in 2020? <laughs> Not you after this. You got to start local. Like, what does Montgomery County have that you you know? I can, can be on the Montgomery for? County Council, the school yeah. board. Yeah, I mean, I could run for like the district, you know, some district three in New York City school related stuff. That'd be that would be pretty cool. I can be like a county councilman and have people call like I call about, you know, like crazy crap in the neighborhood. Yeah. My neighbor is going over the line, <laughs> the property line with his fence. And I'm angry. I'm angry. There's a tree down. And, yeah. and the county won't come and get it. Oh, okay. yeah. But in your in your county, it's, oh, we don't have electricity again today. <laughs> there is a strong gust of wind in Montgomery County. All of the electricity is down. Oh my God! I'm not running yeah. for office. No way, no well, way. Maybe, I'll support maybe, your. I'll be your campaign manager. Can I take your father's poster and use that? Yeah, why not? You can have my, you know, like my twenty-something mother and thirty-year-old father as your campaign poster with my <laughs> with my like year and a half old older sister. Sure, <laughs> I'm going to change my name to Michael Cook. <laughs> And I'm going to run for councilman in the Bronx. In the Bronx. Name recognition. You should win. Exactly. Oh, Michael <laughs> Cook. I remember him. I remember that guy. It's like 50 years ago. Like, he looked pretty good. I'm like, yeah, you know, work out, eat right. And, Eating right. Yeah. <laughs> I try to take care of myself. 
Oh my god. So yeah, right. that's a good I think idea. we've gotten a little ridiculous here. No. Yeah. No. We're yeah. just having fun. All right. We're just having a good time. <laughs> so but I listen, think the good time is coming to an end. Coming to an end. So as we as we as we get out of episode sixteen, I just uh, want to say to our episode listeners sixteen already. Uh I just want to say Je suis bowling green. Yeah. I am bowling green. We all are bowling green tonight. We are. Think about the people Bowling, Bowling Green. Bowling Green Strong. Bowling Green Strong. Bowling Green Strong. Take care.